guys. Welcome back. It's been a while since we've uh, had a proper show. Uh, a few things have happened in the world, but we're not going to talk about that tonight. We got a plan. <laughs> we're going to stay on mission here. Uh, yeah, rule zero is in effect. All right, let me go ahead and bring up the, uh, the slideshow here. Uh, as soon as I remember how. There we go. So oh. tonight's all about core principles. Yeah, we're doing like a 200 series deep dive into this shit. 300 and series. I've already sworn like 30 seconds in. Darn it. We're doing a 300 series. Uh, yeah. Did we want to make a 300? We can make a 300. I think it's 200 yeah. right now. I think it's time. I think it's time to switch over. We did we're evolving. 12 episodes for the 100 series and I think 14 for 200 series. So it's about time. Well, with that, I don't know if you can hear me. Boom. We are now 301. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Let's get into this. So do you guys have any anything you want to talk about quickly to open this? I think the purpose of this is to understand the defining principles of if if you're a red pill guy, this is the stuff that that is table table stakes, right? And and you need to you need to really understand and apply all of these. Otherwise, uh, not only are you going to have a bad time, but you're you're probably steering yourself in a direction where it's not going to work out too well for you in the end because you've got to yep you know you're not you're not you're not internalizing all this stuff. All right. So we're just going to do a really quick overview of what we're going to talk about tonight. Hypergamy, gender polarity, sexual pluralism, a.k.a. the alpha frax beta bucks, conditional love, uh, why, how and why men have no intrinsic value and how that relates to all of this. Uh, desire cannot be negotiated. We've talked about this before. And then I like this one. Women run off feels, not reels. And we'll get into this. It's going to probably ruffle some feathers. Don't get your uh, panties in a bunch, okay? Just hang in there with us. We'll walk you through it. And then at the end, I didn't make it into this. We're going to kind of go over some of the blue pill uh, ways that guys think that jams them up. All right. So first off, hypergamy. Uh, at the at the course, this kind of level, it's just women date or marry up or across, almost never down. So, and then I kind of threw this extra bullet in here. The unintended consequence of feminism has been women entering the workforce, climbing the, the socioeconomic ladder, and that actually shrinks the available pool above them to date up into. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So essentially, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's counterintuitive from a woman's wide spectrum approach to dating. Your their pool of available guys above them up the socioeconomic ladder from that perspective. That's all we're really talking about here. Yeah, it makes it's the it, it's what all the why are there no more good men posts that's where that all stems from some of yeah, it because some high it, value yeah. have high value women are all competing for the same guys and a lot of them are taken yep yeah i've got a picture from one of the old videos we did on hypergamy and how it used to be fairly across you know how it used to be uh every kind of si signed up or signed up synced up with uh it was a called a sort of mating well that's not really what happens anymore now you've got wide access we're gonna talk about this more with uh tinder and stuff how that's really kind of changed the game. And now you've got, here's the handful of guys, but then all the women want to go for the handful of dudes at the top of the echelon. That's always been the case. They didn't have access to them. That's the big change in the last 10 years. Moving on. Uh, men generally date and marry across or down. Mike, I think this is your bullet. Why don't you take this one? Yeah, I mean, Written has, has talked about this a number of times. Is you know Men have a pluralistic dating strategy. Uh, right or, or or mating strategy. So when they're partnering up, you know they're 
they're essentially choosing from you know a, a bunch of different options ideally but in the modern era uh you know most men are are kind of are, are settling you know the and and the guys that are at the the top of the sexual marketplace are essentially uh pursuing you know the pluralistic mating strategy of you know either you get your commits or you get your women that you're just going to basically date and you're not going to uh you know you're not this just for fun and it's just on a casual basis and you're not going to commit to them so yep. that's kind of that's kind of what that's uh, laying out yeah there's there's two other things going on there um <clears throat> so mike's definitely right in that the game has changed which is part of the reason this whole place exists but another core element is, you know, proximate dating for the most part was what Joe was describing, which is, you know, a sort of selection where people of roughly equal relationship and sexual market value get together. And, you know, generally within 50 to 100 miles of you is where you would find all these people. Um, the way that the Internet changed the game and why it works and why it plays so significantly into hypergamy specifically is that sexual options for women are always available. They're sort of instantly available. They can always play that card so long as they're young and attractive enough. So that changes the decision engine considerably because rather than sort of this group of men who's around you, you have everybody, you have travelers, you have transients, you have you know older men, younger men. It's all available as a result. Mm -hmm. Yep, trying to bring this over here so folks can see what I'm talking about. Ooh, MS Paint, look at that. You're damn right. All right, so that's kind of where we're at. All right. Yeah, so I mean, the back. the internet and Tinder has enabled young, super hot college women and not hot at all college women, or really just women of that twenty to twenty to twenty five, twenty six age range to just turn their house, their apartment room or whatever into just a fuck den. And I've heard many stories and seen a lot of stuff where they just go on Tinder, they pick something out. And they just invite them over to bang. It's well, that's some of our guys. I mean, it's gotten to the point where a lot of our guys are so successful. These dating apps are actually like banning them, kicking them off for a while. We did a video on that and had a video about that. It was uh, pretty funny. Or right in the, one of the videos. Well, yeah, yeah. I've, I know. Been, I know banned, I've been banned from Tinder. Tinder. Yep. Sorry, I've been banned from Tinder twice. Are you IP banned from Tinder? Oh, you're not. No, I was. I was using burner numbers, so I could go back, but Tinder's not the place now. <laughs> well, we're going to go back into the notes here. Uh, so where do we leave off here? Um, I think we kind of covered this one, to, done this one to death. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say one more thing, which is the reason why this is such a core principle and understanding it is so important is just like a kid fresh out of college, you know, you'll think of it like a job. You'll interview anywhere. You'll pretend to be anybody. That's what being blue-pilled is. You literally just throw your hat at everything and then pick the first one that likes you back. Hmm. That's not a good strategy. And that's most guys coming up, man. They don't have abundance. They have these issues. They take the first thing they can get. And this is why we're revisiting this. Right, it's exactly what Ritten just hit on. All right. So gender polarity. This is, uh, I don't think this is my bullet. I'm going to run through that, that first one really quick, though. Men and women are much more different than they are alike. Mm -hmm. I don't think people quite understand what this means. Uh, Mike, I think this was one of yours, actually. Yeah, especially especially young people in the modern era. They never They never grew up in... Young people today never grew up in a an environment where, and I'm not putting a value on whether this is you know good or bad right now. Let's set that aside for a second. But gender roles, a lot of young people don't really have a strong sense of gender roles, meaning men and women are seen more as equal and individualistic. And traditionally, that wasn't the case. You know what Joe's talking about and Ritten's talking about with this sort of dating. It's 
it goes to the second bullet point, right? Historically, women bred with men that have the highest status, wealth, power, strength. And the way that that played out once you are partnering up with somebody is there are specific and understood kind of structures uh, that have to do with gender polarity and opposites attract. So even in the modern era, that individualism can't supersede or override those specific commonalities attributable to biology or evolution. So what does that bullet point mean? Well, that bullet point means that uh, tens of thousands of years of selecting for these men that have high status, high wealth, high power, high strength, I don't care if, if you're the most you know modern feminist woman or claim to be, the simple fact is the firmware subconsciously, way, way, way deep down, you're you're gonna have some a large degree of attraction to these particular things that are traditionally considered masculine, whether you like it or not. I'll give you a good example of that. You remember uh, Lacey Green, super woke feminist chick? Well, somebody took a snapshot of her on I think like Omega or something like that, where she got her tits out for some guy who was all buff, talking about how she likes his muscles. So <laughs> yeah, countless examples of that. Right? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Everybody's everybody's a feminist till a guy like you know Dwayne Johnson walks in the room and then there it's it goes right out the window. In many right cases, yeah, for yeah, both men from, and women. There's a whole <laughs> political aspect we could get into this. That's all. No, we'll save that for the politics. No, show. we're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, on, on the biology side of things, though, it's important to realize that you know sexuality is a convergence of a set of traits, not just a chromosome pair, mm-hmm. and. There's really relatively little disagreement that polygyny, which is one man siring multiple offspring with different women, that that was the mating strategy for the dawn of man up until pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Yep, Genghis Khan. How much? What's what percentage of China or or Asia is his descendants? It's it's a significant percentage. So there's a large worldwide percentage related to Genghis Khan. I'm not surprised. So uh, that's what we mean when we talk yeah. about gender polarity. Is you know traditionally men like like written just said you know for a long time men have had a ton of options and you know women essentially had to compete for the top tier of men and they still do largely but what that looks like is different and it it doesn't look like uh all the things we're going to talk about which is beta game Hmm. all right back to the notes here so just really quickly for those that are listening in on the podcast sexual pluralism this is your afbb good genes uh guys are fit attractive those are what we call alpha the guys are like the, the provider types with a good job. Uh, the beta types, they're going to experience the more nesting behaviors with women, whereas the more alpha guys are going to experience the more feral pounce on you kind of reactions from women. Okay, there's You can get it from, um, from both angles, depending on the guy. But generally speaking, there's these two avenues of how women are going to approach dating and relationships. Uh, but I think we'll yeah. cover this more on the next slide. Look, when we say alpha and beta, these are these are just shorthand. And I'm going to skip to the yeah. bottom here where it says alpha and beta are simply archetypes, right? Yeah. These are these are to to understand certain ideas and to to differentiate between those two. Yeah. It's just a shorthand for us to reference a collective set of traits. Yeah. That's to it. what you know exactly what Ritten was talking about is a set of you know mating characteristics essentially. Yep. And yeah, right here in one of the bullets, women are sexually attracted to alpha males. It's guys that are fit, guys that have uh, high status. A lot of these other aspects, they kind of all merge together. But they do seek out resources, uh, validation and attention from these quote-unquote beta males. They are 
we you know we talk about this when uh, guys find themselves as orbiters. Women will keep guys uh, in their periphery. One guy will be for sex, another guy will be for dates, another guy will be for this, another guy is just a friend. They'll call up when they want attention, or another guy is just the guy they call if they need logistics. Hey, my car's broke. Can you give me a ride? And you can be in different buckets, you know, in different classifications. But very rarely will you move from uh, one of those non-sexual uh, classifications to a sexual classification. And a lot of guys get it in their head that they can play at being friends and wait their turn to try and date women. This is why I always say women don't friend zone guys. Guys do it to themselves by accepting terms for a relationship that they were not originally interested in or they may have grown out of. I mean, do we want feelings to... when they were friends and now it's all messed up. Yeah, it's a good point. Do we want to get in a wide beta game doesn't work? Because I'd love, you know, written... I would love to skip that, save that for the end because that's going to be like a cool gotcha. summary yeah. of the entire thing and it encapsulates it nicely. That's a good call. Um, the other thing down here that, that Written actually contributed a piece to is men also have a pluralistic mating strategy and I hinted at it, but I didn't do it justice because it's his content. So if he wants to touch on that, I'd love to hear him. Sure. So this is biologically based. Um, Essentially, biologists have figured out that the way men's brains work is we react to women in two different ways. Um, let's call one the A strategy and one the B strategy. Uh, in the A strategy, it's essentially when biologically your brain is firing off low investment, high reproductive signals. And the that, that typically happens when we observe quote unquote hot women, the type of women you'd see in an advertisement um, because sex sells. And the B strategy is what happens when we see what we would consider a beautiful woman. And they've, they've binary tested this a number of ways. And, and the things that your, your neurons actually fire differently when you look at a woman you perceive as hot versus a woman you perceive as beautiful. So our dualistic mating strategy is our A, the one that triggers when we see hot women is sort of that pump and dump strategy. And the B is the one that's willing to provide commitment. So an interesting kind of alpha beta dualistic strategy for men as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Love that. All right. Uh, where are we at here? Conditional love. I think this is one of Mike's where unconditional love is for children. I would say also, you know, and dogs. Yeah, I, I put this on there. A lot of a lot of guys have seen this around the red pill where there's it basically, I don't, I don't know if they've it's drawn up as a chart, but it's essentially like, Men love women, women love children, children love men. And that's kind of- that's Children like, love puppies. It's children, children love puppies. dogs. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It's children love puppies, right? It's what, your children love babies is essentially what, or uh, women love babies. So that's kind of the, what this is, you know, that, that's kind of the meme that applies here. But yeah, a, a lot of, a lot of blue pill guys buy mm -hmm. into the idea that once they commit to somebody, they're going to have that unconditional love and- no matter what happens through thick and thin, it's in the, I mean, it's in wedding vows. If you mm -hmm. are a guy like me, you got married, you say those wedding vows. And the reality is if you lose a lot of those things, if you're not the best version of yourself in a, in a certain way, then that love can go away. And, and what I mean by love in particular is true, authentic respect and respect and desire. And those things are fostered and they're not, they're not something that you can negotiate for. So that's to the next yeah. bullet point that's coming up here. But I want to touch on unconditional love really quick. There's an, a manifestation of how this breaks down, that it's not for children. Or, unconditional love is for children. In the real world, it doesn't really work that way. 
And one manifestation of this is when we say it's just your turn. Another example of that is Griffold's Law, where, and a lot of guys get caught up in this, where they think if they do X, Y, and Z, and they're fulfilling these expectations of them, that if you know they're going to get this love, that you're going to keep this thing going, this relationship or what have you, uh, it doesn't work that way. And it's these bullets right here that we explain why. If, like you just said, if you don't maintain being the best version of yourself, if you stop holding frame, if you let yourself go in the looks department, if your game was just fake, if you didn't really have it internalized, yeah, if you were just – and we see this all the time. When these guys get into the community, especially like these PUA wannabe guys, they start putting on airs, they get a girl's attention, they get into a relationship, and then six months later, it falls apart. Why? Because this stuff wasn't internalized. Yeah, once yeah. Uh, oh, two things kind of happen is number one, the mask kind of crumbles. And that's if they haven't deeply internalized this stuff. The second is if they've deeply internalized it, but they just want to be lazy and complacency is is a cancer oh, yeah. in terms of relationships. And if you get complacent, essentially you're no longer leading. And that's it's not a good look, right? And ask me how I know. And well, it works for both it, it works for both. <laughs> yeah, you know, well. Mike. It's you always from with, it's um, always from experience. It's always from experience. It absolutely is. This is how this community kind of yep. coalesced together. It's a sharing of notes and experiences that guys have had around the globe over hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of men comparing notes. Yep. But what I wanted to say here is that it works both ways. The complacency aspect. Mm -hmm. So for men, it's when you, generally speaking, you lose frame, you stop leading the relationship. From women's perspective, it's when they let themselves go physically. And I think we're going to talk about this in just a second where guys select for the hallmarks of fertility. That's that youthful appearance and this, that, and the other, and you know, the 0 0.7 hip to waist ratio and the, uh, the 45, 55 boobs and all these different things that kind of that, that manifest as what we perceive as attractiveness in women as heterosexual guys. So if they let themselves go, those things start dropping off. Guys are going to be like, ah, it, you know, and I know a lot of guys, this has happened to me a couple of times where I get in a relationship, they're hot, you know, things get settled. We get complacent. They let themselves go. I let my, I start letting myself go and it's just a mess. I stop being attracted to them. They stop being attracted to me. And it's like, this just doesn't work. Don't be uh, in that position where you're going to find yourself not leading because if you stop leading, what's in it for them to maintain themselves? Think of that perspective. Yes, I've so talked too much. Go ahead. Riffolt's law literally said the female, not the male, determines all the conditions of the animal family. Where the female can derive no benefit from association with the male, no such association takes place. Right. So this is another great reason why beta game doesn't work. You know, if a woman is essentially promising to continue a relationship of, with a man based on the idea that she'll receive a benefit in the present, then that exchange always has to take place. And once the benefits provided, then no, it doesn't guarantee anything in the future. So a lot of a lot of where beta guys end up on the subreddit is they do you know a couple of things wrong, and the girl leaves, and they said, but I you know I was so good to her for so long. Well, mm -hmm. as soon as you render that benefit, it no longer matters in her mind. Yeah, that was five minutes ago. And. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a really quick story. So um, I have a long-term plate who I recently got rid of, who I used to call redheaded slut, and um, she's on fiance number two, and she hits me up out of nowhere on Sunday after stiff arming me for like three and a half months, and 
she's she hits me with the what you do in Snapchat text. So I'm like, wow, <laughs> oh my God, on dude. 2 p.m. on a Sunday. And I'm like, hmm, well, we all know what that means. She's like, yeah, I want to come over and drink and watch football. I was like, okay, fine. So, so she comes over and predictably, the first thing she always has to do is confess what a bad person she is because she knows. Oh, I make it clear that she's at least sucking my dick because she's like, I'm on the rag. So this girl comes over to suck my dick and watch football, basically, with a fiance. So she explains that her fiance has a really weak stomach and that it really, really bothers her because they went out drinking on Saturday night and he got up and he didn't want to watch football with her and get hammered. And that's all it took to put her back in my arms. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's so much worse than e what even the red pill can can try to tell you how it is. It's like I mean I'm not I, I don't know about worse, but it's so much. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But it's written written story is all you need to see to hear to know that. I mean. Uh, look, I, I'll have. I got an even shorter story. Uh, I got married. Uh, wasn't wasn't leading the relationship. Didn't keep uh, improving and being the best version of myself. And I wasn't super attractive. And uh, it ended. She cheated. And that that's literally the end. So I, when when uh, and and guys are talking about this stuff in the comments about conditional love. I mean, the the reality is, guys. I wish it were true. I wish yeah. unconditional love was a thing. And I wish I could tell you that it works, and it it just doesn't. I've right. seen too much. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat there. I think we're gonna move <laughs> on to the next uh, the next slide. Maybe maybe let's lighten it up real quick. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. If you yeah, I'm gonna drop the the, uh, the 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 what do you call it the banner in there? But yeah, definitely got, like, comment, subscribe. Man. If you guys have questions, comments, concerns, drop them in the comments down below. After we get through the slideshow, we will answer them or address them in the uh, the order in which they were received. Make them good questions. We have a very we, we get a lot of comments and kind of like a lot of throwaway uh, things here and there, but mm -hmm. every once in a while there are some really legitimately good conversations we've had based on your own feedback. So help us help you by giving us some uh, some fodder down below. Mm -hmm. Let's see here, core principles. Men have no intrinsic value. This is something I got from uh, what's his name Warren Farrell. Uh, women are human beings. Men are human doings. And when I chewed on this for a while, I was like, okay, I get it now. Our starting value in the sexual marketplace is largely derived from our utility to society. Mm -hmm. So think about like before the sexual revolution, way back in the day, certain jobs, and even up into the 80s, certain jobs had very high prestige, high status, uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, firemen. And then it, it occurred to me when I was in the military and having fun out there in the single scene that there's certain jobs that women are very favorable to in terms of how it impacts your SMV and the kind of distill this down uniforms and a good suit are to women. What lingerie is to men. It's yeah, something, Chris, it's like Chris a wrapping Rock. that you get the, you're the present and that <laughs> uniform or that suits the wrapping. Chris Take Rock has a joke is you, you just like a guy in uniform. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, a, it's well, a whole bit that Chris Rock has on this. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. You just yeah. like a guy with a job. Basically <laughs> it. <laughs> Which yeah, it's uh I, I think there's a lot of truth to this that it kind yeah, of maybe. hails back to prior to the sexual revolution in this kind of evolutionary aspect of how our utility to society informs uh women's perspective uh perception of us and how that relates to the sexual marketplace. 
Don't all everybody talk at once. <laughs> well, this so, is the, this is actually written's bullet, so I, okay. I'd love for him to jump in on the no intrinsic value thing because one thing that you and I have talked about mm-hmm. is the voluntary voluntary disposability of men is what what men are willing to do to throw essentially throw their their humanity away for the greater that's, good. That's the next slide. We're going to get into that in just a second. I'm preempting it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Grant, did you want to cover this? Yeah, it's pretty simple when you think about it. Um, you think about it in terms of genitals. Like, dick is not valuable. No one, no one, no woman, no heterosexual woman is going to be like, oh my God, this guy's, it's, it's not about your dick. Like, the reason there's a gender disparity in online dating is because attractive women, pussy, reproduction, it all has intrinsic value. It's things we want just for its own sake. Women are born with that. It's not given to them. They don't work for it. They just have it. They've always had it. As a man, if you are, even if you're physically attractive, uh, even if you're athletically talented, if you don't do and build something with that and build a personality on top of it, you'll never really be sexually successful. So when I say we have no intrinsic value, it means that everything that we have has to be built. Yeah. There's another uh, saying that kind of, dovetails nicely into this and that is women are born rich and die poor men some men well all men are born poor but some men die rich and this is both fiscally and also when it comes to sexual uh, abundance so yeah i think it's it has to do with not to get off on an economic tangent here but supply and demand right like eggs are very scarce and sperm is plentiful yep is what it comes down to that's, that and really you can only about only breed. You can only raise one at a time or gestate one at a time. Yep, exactly. There's a lot of opportunities, costs for women, and a lot of risks, especially historically before modern medicine, uh, that came with reproduction. So they had to be very, very selective, and they still do, but uh, they don't have the 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 ease of uh, reproduction and general sex that men do with consequences free. Now the pill and, and modern contraceptives and all that have kind of changed the game a little bit, but there's still a lot of risks and that you can't change 200,000 years of evolution overnight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Anyways, I think we uh, have covered this. Anything other, any other thoughts on that up to desire cannot be negotiated? Nothing. We're moving on. Desire cannot be negotiated. Uh, this sounds familiar. It's because, We've talked about this before. This is, I think we got this from uh, Rollo. It's one of his uh, sayings. I think it's pretty straightforward. You can. Uh, uh, there's some nuance. I mean, essentially it's that it, it exists in and of itself. Once it's destroyed, you can't negotiate or argue for it back. That's a really big one is that mm. once the attraction has gone, it's over. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying before with the, uh, the bait and switch kind of aspects. Conversely, if you lose frame, you ain't getting it back nine times out of ten. You're better well, off uh, formulating new relationships. And if you have uh, abundance, it doesn't matter. Oh, a plate broke. You move on to the next. Agreed. But here's where, especially for the guys that are married and, and LTRs, mm-hmm. if you look, if you've screwed it up completely, the the only saving grace here for you is if you just completely become a different person and reinvent yourself. And the reason why it works is we'll explain later, but essentially it's the light switch effect, right? Um, if you reinvent yourself and you become desirable again, then, you know, solicit solipsism kicks in and it doesn't 
it doesn't matter what happened 10 years ago because now you're there providing some benefits. Now you're an attractive guy. So that's the other corollary to this. And just to kind of add on to that, it goes back to uh, the Mary Man Sex Life Primer. If you do improve yourself and you do get the, do the work and get your shit fixed, even if it doesn't work out with your current relationship and it falls apart, you're already lined up in a prime position for the next one. Yeah, because it may not. And a lot of guys get hung up on that, but that's a different topic altogether. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last bullet point on this slide, especially for the listeners on our podcast, <sighs> woman run off of feels, not reels. And we just lost something. I love this. We lost James, unfortunately. Oh, no. Hopefully he'll uh, swing back in. But yep. written, please take this bullet point. I would love to hear you <laughs> go off on this. So um, this one is obviously controversial. And I want to be really clear that it doesn't mean women don't have brains. doesn't mean they can't think logically. Uh, that's silly. What it means is that when making short-term decisions, how she feels in the moment is of the utmost importance. It's why we say to add dot, dot, dot right now after everything she says to you. Oh, yeah. And this is because ultimately, if you think about the women is wonderful effect and what society pressures women into saying and thinking and doing, uh, it's all based on them being inherently good people. And this is because women have this conscious self-image, the one that they think exists, and it differs very significantly from the subconscious and the innate mechanisms that actually drive their attraction. So they aren't lying when they talk about what they want, you know, nice guys, shy guys, whatever, uh, because lying is deliberate. It's a it's conscious action. What they're doing is they're maintaining that win women is wonderful effect through that delusional self-image. And the dichotomy between what women say about their sexual choices and the substance of their sexual choices is the result of that lack of self-awareness and the cognitive distance that results. So why feels over reels is so important is because it's the it's that feeling she has in the moment that's going to drive the attraction. It's why you never listen to what they say, you watch what they do, and you certainly don't listen to women's advice about how to get one. Yeah, you, the way that you put this really succinctly when you first talked about uh, this to me is uh, you said everything is filtered through their ego and their emotions, everything, much to a much, much larger extent than men. So playing devil's, devil's advocate, uh, why would that be the case more so than men? I think it goes back to the intrinsic value in a big way. Uh, men are aware of what makes things attractive and unattractive because even the biggest natural in the world has fucked up a couple of times and had to, had to wire it back and ask himself the question, am I really this person? Now, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of men out there that have a conscious self-image that differs radically, radically from reality. But I don't think that there's the same subconscious and innate mechanisms that are driving men's attraction. Men's attraction is pretty straightforward, and the evidence is, is quite clear. Either it's working and you have an abundance of women, or it's not, and you're struggling. Mm. Yeah, it is pretty binary in that context. Right. Well, women's... You know, sexual strategy to elaborate on that had to be much more complex to account for a lot of other factors, right? Is is this guy going to in the future be a good candidate to you know provide for or raise a child, you know, to some degree, or it, can this guy you know protect me? The, uh, there's a lot of factors there to account for in terms of attraction. Yeah, and, and the result of that complexity is that the instincts are the real driver. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yep. All right. Moving on to the uh, next slides here. 
So again, men still have still have no intrinsic value. <laughs> men are objectified for their capabilities. A man is not useful until he does something. Men volunteer themselves to be disposable, uh, fighting in wars and so forth. Now, before the war thing, uh, a man is not useful until he does something. This talks to why sports are so important, in my opinion. Sports, competition in general. If women suddenly decided that walking backwards on your uh, on your hands was the most attractive thing that men did, we would suddenly have professional and amateur leagues of how to walk backwards on your hands. Let me stop you there because it's not women that decide. It's men decide. Men compete amongst themselves, and we decide who are the winners. And women just pick from them. Right. Yeah. But if they I, determine I, that, I, that 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 thing that that widget is yeah. what they find attractive. It's men who would decide to compete. Well, you see You're this right. with like, yeah. I, for example, Joe, uh, you and I grew up in a generation where it was not cool. As a young person, it was not cool to be a nerd. It was not cool to play video games, be on the computer, uh, be you know reading comic books, all that stuff. It became cool later on. And now we've you've got these e-gaming guys that compete and they have exposure to tons and tons of people and all of a sudden they have fan bases and all of that and that's because men got together and decided to compete on this one thing yeah so yeah, i completely agree we create I, things and then yeah. i call this the groupie effect which is mm -hmm. like literally world of warcraft and call of duty have groupies like they do because once it's societally <laughs> safe to join the activity women will join it and that automatically exactly. creates groupies exactly it was yeah that, that's it right there as soon as it becomes safe and it's become accepted Mm -hmm. Women start joining in, and then it becomes popular. And we're seeing, kind of, we're seeing the okay. same thing in the political space with conservative women glomming onto that movement because it's it's the new, it's what the new I, popular yeah. thing. Whatever movement it is, and whatever it is, in it, ten, it happens all over and over again. Yeah, yeah so, and for those who haven't listened to GMO interview, he actually explains this really, really well. In that this is driven by culture and it's driven by economics. Um, he breaks down, you know, I think it was either Hollister or Abercrombie or something, where it's like. The image yeah, yeah. that they're selling is you're, you know, you're a server dude with long hair who wears this product, and then she sucks the dick, your dick in the back of your Range Rover while your surfboard fits on top. Like that whole, what's going on there is that it's safe to be part of that culture. It's like why punk, when punk got huge in the '90s, they just started piercing their their noses and fucking greasy punk rock dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to call this? The women are groupies effect. I just call it the groupie effect, man. It's just it's like it's it's a reminder that once something is societally safe, women will will they they will lag until it feels safe to participate. But once they participate, they become groupies for that activity. From a, yeah, from a cultural or a sociological sociological perspective, yes, there's always going to be niche things that are going to have their own groupies. I'm sure there's women out there that are in the what's the thing now with the uh, the kids dressing up in fur uh, Furby Furbies. Furries. 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 That's it. I, I'm, I'm sure yeah. there are women in that market as well. Who knows? These, these are women that don't I mean, have options. Maybe. These are women anyways, that don't have options. Anyways. There's really no competition going on there. So. Yeah. All right. But yeah, we want to get to this one right here. So men volunteer themselves to be disposable. And professional sports, I think, might have some overlap with this. Yeah. But yeah, it's this male disposability. Men are, are, are throwing their bodies into the meat grinder because... They get something out of this. And what that is, uh, to labor for the benefit of women and children, to compete in sports. I didn't realize I had it in there. 
Often these choices are justified with abstract ideas such as honor, valor, respect, and loyalty. These are kind of blue pill method uh, perspectives. Well, they're, they're not. They're not necessarily. Yeah. Like honor, necessarily. valor, respect, and loyalty are things that men value, right? Yeah. And we compete amongst ourselves for those. But essentially what you're talking about is just abstract ideas that support the foundational underpinnings, which are you know, strength, power, status, all of those things that we talk about, wealth. And so to compete in sports, to labor for the benefit of others, whether it's, you know, women and children or whether, you know, all whoever it's for, essentially you're building those four things, wealth, status, power, strength. And if you're competing and you're building those, then other men will look at you and say, God, that guy, that guy's far ahead of me, or I want what he has. And that means you automatically have an advantage sexually over other men because women just pick from the winners. Uh, let's see. Of these choices are justified with abstract ideas, honors, valor. Just a little addendum right here. Notice that I don't think there's any female equivalent to bros before hoes. We have it as boys, as men, drilled into us from an early age. You know, the the honor, the loyalty, all of these things that, that I don't see women getting this from the other perspective. They might get it casually, but it's not ingrained into them growing up. This is why I always consider honor, uh, loyalty. These are masculine traits. Ritten had a great comment on Reddit that broke this down to me about how uh, if you're breaking up with a woman, you kind of consult your whole system of values and your code as a guy, right? And women just don't do that at all. Uh, I would, I would oh, yeah. love, for, I'd love for him to talk about that. Well, women are very mercenary when it comes to love. That I think everybody's agreed on that one already. But yeah, we well, got to hear this, man. Let's let's hear it written. It goes back to the conscious self-image thing because if you think you want one thing but you actually want another, then you're not lying when you express these things. So what what we would consider dishonorable behavior or uncharacteristic behavior, the reason why women, both societally and you know from other people, get a pass on so many behaviors that would malign our reputations, is because of that cognitive dissonance between their actual self-image and their conscious self-image. Oh my goodness. Uh, what, that is so deep. my wife watches a lot of Hallmark movies and this is essentially the premise of every single one of them, right? It's the successful big shot guy from the big city and then the warm charismatic uh, guy from the country. And this woman has a lot of cognitive dissonance. Whoever the main character is, she has a lot of cognitive dissonance between which one should I pick every single time. And the whole plot of these movies essentially is her struggling with that. And it's pretty incredible to watch. Yeah, because, you know, with men, introspective and self-critique, that's how we grow. And that would eliminate that dichotomy and cognitive dissonance that exists in the, the big plurality, the super majority of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a conscious decision. The reality is the con- there, there's no real motivation for women to do that because they just aren't held accountable in that way. They're not, they don't need to be aware of their own behavior. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much that changes as we get older. From my experience, mm, not much. Um, no, whole- I, think it, I think it changes, but by that time, I wouldn't consider them a candidate for my babies or to fuck, yeah. so I don't care. That, that's what I'm getting at. It's, 
that's a whole other right. subject. 18 to 28 right. women, you're not going to find a lot of introspection. Oh, well, no, that, I agree. Yeah. So let's pull let's pull on that thread a little bit. So for a long time, mothers passed down the knowledge about who would really make a good husband. And I don't think a lot of that knowledge gets passed down anymore amongst women. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting out of my lane as a guy here saying this, but uh, that's not what I've gathered. This I'd say it's probably both parents and fatherlessness is certainly massively on the rise. So there's a lot of that. And the other reality is that we live in a different society. You know, there the consequences for sex are extremely low, and having sex with strangers is culturally okay. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the Red Pill Women Show, and. I, if any women are watching this, I would highly recommend go watching that where we talked about these very subjects. What are things that women used to be taught? We just lost James again. What are what, what are the things that women are used to be taught that are not taught now that they need to relearn? Hmm. It's, it's the same thing from the guy's perspective of there's these lost lessons mm-hmm. that we're not getting coming up with these younger uh, guys nowadays because a lot of them just don't have a dad in the house to learn from then watch or the older brother's already gone or they're henpecked from society. There's all these other issues, but women are getting the same problems just from a different angle. Totally. All right. Uh, back to the slides. There's James again. He's got a bad connection tonight. So men are objectified for the capabilities. Uh, why do men do this? And we've kind of already covered these bullets to gain the respect and admiration of other men, develop status, wealth, power, and strength to become more attractive to women and to protect and provide for their offspring. And this really is the foundation of civilization as we know it. It's getting guys to slave to go climb that high rise and go build the the skyscraper risking life and limb because they got a kid at home and a wife to take care of. who's cleaning the house and watching the little rugrats. When you start playing with the foundation of society, things can happen. And I think we're kind of starting to see, uh, like you just said, those threads are getting pulled at right now, uh, so, so, uh, socially. And that's probably a good conversation for the politics show uh, on another night. Yeah, and it's why you need to develop that internal motivation and a good self-image because ultimately, like, no one's going to thank you for paying the rent. Like, that's never going to happen, and you'll be in the anger phase forever if you expect admiration for being a, uh, uh, what a, what a, being a put-together man. Because ultimately, as a man, you're sexually successful when you're a status object. Like women are sex objects, men are status objects. Now, you will get a woman who will tell you, thanks for paying my rent every now and then, but it's probably going to be over on Only, OnlyFans. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love that. No, it's um, so it's I, I've said Chris Rock once already on this episode. I'm going to say it again. But, he, you know, what is what does daddy get? It's the big piece of big chicken. Big piece of chicken. Yeah, that's, I just all, that. that's all he gets is the big piece of chicken. You know, nobody said nobody runs around and says, "Hey, Dad, thanks for knocking out this rent." You know, anyway, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do it justice. Go watch him uh, doing that bit, but it's really, it's super funny. If yeah, you give me a link, I'll throw it down in the uh, description. I sure do like all this hot water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, desire cannot be negotiated. Oh, I like this one. Game primarily dictates success in the sexual marketplace. Well, I'm not sure where else it would, uh, but this is why you cannot use blue pill tactics and get a red pill result, a.k.a. read genuine, authentic desire. Now, I think we got to kind of clarify what do we mean by game? Just for the new guys who might be seeing this for the first time. 
Your, uh, Mike, ability to, your, your ability to consistently present an attractive self-image. Oh, I like that. That's good. Consistency. Consistency being a, an absolutely key word. Consistency and congruency. That's a good, good description. Mm, can I get that you one? Have to be I got to write brilliant. that down somewhere. This is what we – it's recorded. We're going to – we got it on the video. We can go back to it. But, wow. Which is a nice – For a future nice, reference. But so what we talked about earlier, guys that get short-term gains – with all of this new knowledge, mm. the mask comes off eventually. That is why it doesn't work, is because you haven't deeply internalized this self-image. You're yep. just playing. You're just LARPing. Exactly. At this person. It. That's a really great way of putting it. When you LARP at being somebody you're not, eventually your truth, self, your true self will shine through. It's you just, can reinvent yourself yeah. and have an alter ego, but eventually it's you're playing a D&D character. It's not going to work out. <laughs> yep. Uh, sir, uh, what's the next slide here? Uh, next bullet. If looks and frame go to hell, go to ten, not go to hell. If <laughs> looks and frame go to ten, games game goes up to twenty and can make up for other shortcomings. This is straight from written. Yeah, which one? I mean, yeah, I've seen guys who are 60, 70 years old. I used to go on these uh, work installs with them, and we'd go out at night. This guy's got 30, 40 years yeah. on me. So everybody and knows that like, the, Jesus, the he's girls left and right and center. Like, how the hell did he do it? Yeah, everybody knows the the ten scale. Like, out of you know, so and so's hot out of ten. Yeah, right. Uh, and and written, you you said to me before that like game game makes up for a lot of deficiencies. Game goes up to twenty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely does because uh, it, it is the controlling factor. It's why you can see short ball dudes with hot girls. Um, yeah. The, the, we used to have a poster that was pretty active called For Really Red, and he described looks, uh, money, and status as a pie chart. All you have to do is just fill it up for the woman in front of you. It, it doesn't mean that one controls. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the material things. Game, I think, sits by itself, and, and I agree. It's, it, in its best form, it's twice as potent as either of the other two. Yeah, all things being equal, I got it here in the bullet, that game will allow you to punch above your weight. And if you've got really good game, if you're, uh, I always like to pull, use, go back to the, uh, the sort of mating. If you're a seven, you're going to go usually lateral or down. But with game, you can go to sevens, eights, sometimes nines. Just well, using yeah, yeah. numbers as a reference. Remember that sevens and below are essentially invisible to women. As a man, yeah. You've yep. got to be at least an eight physically just to show up on their radar. Well, it, eight or I don't agree with that. that depends, so. yeah. I actually think women are a lot more flexible in looks than men are, a hundred percent. No, I didn't get more in terms of just in general, in like online of, dating and that kind of shit. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah online dating obviously yeah. is looking at a catalog of your pictures and trying yeah. to decide if they want to talk to you. Well, there's now, if it's somebody that you might know socially, that's different. Yeah, you're right because this is where game and status kicks in. The reason why game has a multiplicative factor is because of fields over reels. Because if you have good game, you consistently create the types of emotions that override the rest of, of her brain. And you'll know you're doing it right when you get those conversations, those, those throwaway comments. Like, I don't usually do this, or you're not usually my kind of, that, that, you know, that you're not usually dot, dot, dot. That's a good sign. Yeah, always a good indicator. And the, the caveat there, because we said this earlier, which is, you know, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Mm -hmm. the, the time when you can – here's when you can listen to what they say is when what everything they says 
it, what everything they say is completely in line with what they're doing, then then I would take that to the bank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can see the power of game, and like, um, if you're, if you were, I remember when I was new to the red pill, uh, I was reading and journalizing all the stuff, but when I would go out, I would see these, I would see these things happening that didn't make any sense, (laughs) like ugly dudes, like guys, like really weedy, skinny dudes, just guys getting laid, like blowing me out of the water, and I had been, I've been playing sports, so I was already fit and stuff, blowing me out of the water. I couldn't even compete and it was game like it, it just no contest game is so powerful. You have to learn it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing because we have some uh, notes behind the scenes here. Uh, all right. Um, going back to here. Yeah. I think we've kind of done this slide to death. Any uh, final thoughts? Is that the last slide? No, we got to, I think one more. Okay. Two more at least. Yeah. All right. So women, we've talked about this before. They run on feels, not reels. Absolutely everything is filtered through a woman's emotions and their ego. Slides aren't up. Ah, God damn it. Hold on. We can, like we can re-enter no. the section. It's fine. There you go. There we go. Yeah. No, we're good. That was for the podcast. There you go. Uh, yeah. Nope. Written, you got to take this. I think this is your bullet. Sure. Um, so we, we covered a lot of the introductory material here, um, but solipsism is the belief that only the things you know are true. Uh, it's, it's a philosophical concept. But when, when we speak about it in terms of the plurality of women, it means that in their little universe, you know, they're the movie star and everyone else is, is just in their movie. So the light switch effect, which is that once a woman is unattracted to you, it is like tr- truly the lights go off and she never loved you. It's why it's why everybody's ex boyfriend has a small dick and abuse them. That's the life switch effect. Um, and so what R Twinger said with this quote, which is that this doesn't just happen when you or she changes. Sometimes something innocuous about her circumstances can change without any fault of yours. Say she gets a new job, new bosses around. That's a classic cheating scenario. Once once that whole thing happens and the right level of feels are generated, then that's where Brifault comes in. Your past association, all the past benefit, null and void. My only comment to that is always get yours first if you're in a situation where it comes down to this kind of context. If something is contingent on you doing something for her, and there's going to be a – she's supposed to reciprocate – Get that reciprocation up front, and then you reciprocate back. Because if you do it, there's no guarantee she's going to follow through. That's Brifold's law in a nutshell. I want this touch, context. Yeah, and I want to touch on this, especially for guys in a long-term relationship or in a marriage, because this can be crushing when you're on the other side of it. Uh, and again, ask me how I know. But uh, when when you when the lights go off, so to speak, when you're on the other end of the light switch effect, and whether or not cheating happens, but she's just unattracted to you. Uh, a lot of guys will wonder, well, how did this happen and why did this happen? And the, the how did it happen is probably the only meaningful thing there. The why did it happen? I'll give you the answer, but it doesn't really mean anything. Why did it happen is essentially her reality completely changed. And a lot of guys think of, uh, to what Joe talked about earlier, hey, I've been I've been investing in this for years. I did X, Y, Z. And they think about it in terms of, you know, I put, I put money in the piggy bank. I should have, there should be some value there. They but, kept score. But in, yeah, well, the, the guy, uh, you know, 
invested his time and his resources and his effort and his emotions and his you know, thoughts into this person. And in what we talk about with solipsism is very, very real in the moment. Uh, this post by Archwinger is, or this comment by Archwinger on the, I, I forget who, who posted originally on Reddit. It's a great post. And essentially what it, the, the main thesis of this is, it was by RPS actually, uh, Red Pill School posted this. And the, the main thesis of this is she's not throwing anything away in her mind. It was never worth anything in the first place. She's not, she's not thinking of all of the time and effort and resources that you invested to her those things never happened in her mind. It's it's just selective amnesia. And so it's easy for her to just say, well, I never loved him in the first place because in her mind, that's the reality and it switches and it shifts like that. Yeah, if we were breaking up, it's because I must not have ever loved him. Bingo. Yeah. yeah, and the reason for this is because all relationship, relationships work in a four-step cycle. Uh, step one, you like each other. Step two, one party realizes that he or she is more invested. Step three, the invested party makes a demand of the less invested party. And then step four is where it forks. The less invested party can either accept or capitulate to that demand, building some level of resentment against the invested party, or they can reject the demand outright. And then you go back to step two, where somebody eventually realizes they're more invested or not. And th that's why being the person making the choice and not the one forcing the choice on the other person is the superior position. It's why we say you should never be out there saying, I want a girlfriend. You should be out there interviewing candidates, spinning plates, womanizing. And one of those girls will attempt make a move for the commitment because that's their job. And you can choose to accept or reject that request. Yeah. Don't go out gunning for a relationship, but be open to one. Yeah. Getting into a relationship is her job, not yours. Yeah, if you're cognizant of where you are in that cycle and you're the less invested party, you'll find a lot more success. Where previously you might have been confused or caught off guard by the talk or wonder why she left you. You just you need to be aware of where you are in that cycle. Uh, before we go on to the last slide, I wanted to talk about something really quick that uh, Written had said just a second ago. When uh, it's a red flag, and this is a pretty big red flag. Whenever, uh, say, the new boss comes to town and it's on her brain, if you're in an LTR and your girlfriend, wife, what have you, is starting to talk about other dudes in times that just doesn't make sense and it makes you, hmm, why is she bringing this guy up when we're talking about something else and just out of the blue starts talking about this dude? Mm -hmm. That is a giant red flag that they might be spending a little too much time together at work. They're getting a little too chummy. So just be mindful of that. I'm not saying you that's just an instant next, but uh, it can be it is generally a huge red flag that there's something amiss. Yeah, one of the most important aspects of game is understanding how to make a woman feel comfortable and not judged because she will let the truth come out subconsciously in ways like that. Very, very important. Yep. Yeah. The best thing you can do is observe and keep your mouth shut and take stock and apply that to your strategy. Yeah. If yep. you want to know how to figure out if a girl's a slut, you need to get her comfortable in talking about things and telling jokes and recounting her past. And you will, you will know within 30 minutes. <laughs> if you're, What's that saying? If you're, good a, uh, at that, if you're good at that, you'll know in 30 minutes. Yeah. I, I forget the actual statement that a, was it like a, a, a drunk mind tells an honest heart, something like that. 
yeah, people when they're a little inebriated also say things that they otherwise would not normally say, and you're going to get some interesting truths out of that. Uh, Dream yeah, if, you, if you're a Dream fun, there's cool, a good example of that. What's that? If you're a fun, cool dude who can tell wacky stories, I'd be like, oh, I know you. Like, I can tell you're crazy. Tell me some crazy ass stories. I'd <laughs> be like, well, and you're like, don't worry. Like, come on, I'm crazy too. It's fine. They'll yeah. they'll spill their life to you. Like, I got a yeah. girl to admit to me, she's a model and. She she went to that fire festival, that fucked up festival with this mm. basketball player, and of course they were staying for free, and they were getting too fucked up, and then they caught a helicopter out to Exuma where they were staying, because the festival was falling apart. And then she takes two, she someone gives her like four hits of acid, and she has the worst trip ever. Her period starts, and she's on the bed with her boyfriend because she's too high to put her tampon in, and then she kisses all over her boyfriend, and she tells me this on the first date, by the way. This is this is this is content that's just prime for after dark that we're getting yes. on the RPU episode. So yeah, let, let's save that one for Sundays. I, I it's love high it. octane content. It's too much. high high octane, too live for color TV. There you go. Uh, if you want All more, right, if we have to cut that. I understand. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. It's it's it's, it's good. Just a joke. We we might have to. It's just for funsies, but it, you might <laughs> have to, we might have to censor the f word. But uh, for more of that, just super, super hardcore content, uh, <laughs> check, check out Written on After Dark uh, along with ATC on sun, uh, Sunday's night. Sundays Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we do have uh, some other shows coming out. We are going to be work. We're still tentatively putting together a politics show. Uh, we've also got uh, Hard Mode coming up, I think, the first Wednesday in December. I think December that's our plan to try and do it again. Yep. Yep. So we'll try and do this about once a month thereabouts. Uh, so really, we, I think we've only got one last slide, and this kind of brings it all together. And that is the blue pill thinking that is an, anti. I can't antithetical. Antithetical. Antithetical to a red pill mindset. She on, likes man. me for me. Uh, egalitarianism, and that's not to say that you know be chauvinistic and all that, but it's just. Yeah, attraction is not a choice. So, so here's the here's the difference with the egalitarianism. Like men and women are both equal in terms of their humanity, but that doesn't mean they're alike in uh, as we talked about their sexual strategy, the way they make right. decisions, the way that they approach. First of all, the the way that they approach how they live their lives, uh, all of that, all of those things are completely different. And you know, hierarchical power structures are real. And it's up to you as a guy to decide exactly what that means for your relationship, right? If you want to be a stay-at-home dad and just like kill the dad game and that's your structure and you decided that and you pick a woman who's going to go out and make you a bunch of money and you're still leading in the relationship, like go do more power to you, go do that. But that doesn't mean that you guys are on the same level playing field, meaning it's not 50-50 because someone has to decide. Yeah. Yeah, when we yeah. trash egalitarianism, we're not saying you know women shouldn't have the right to vote. Uh, not all of us, at least. <laughs> what, what, we're, what we're what we're trash what we're trashing is the idea that we're exactly the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see, men and women are alike, and the only differences are individualistic. That is a blue pill concept, and we've just I think already touched on that. Uh, yeah, these are these are kind of sub bullets to the egalitarianism thing. So when yeah. you say basically, you can't just throw evolutionary. Uh, evolutionary sociology and biology, you can't just throw those out the window because those drive a lot of behavior. That's the point. We've, we've talked about that quite a bit. They're like yeah. the only drivers of behavior. I mean, you can... Anything that you do is traced back to the thousands of years of evolution in a, in a 
harsh, harsh environment. Somewhere yeah, in the back of our brains. It's in the back of, you know, that's what, it's how we can make a snap decision and just like, oh, that's attractive or that's not attractive. It's not a decision. It's this billion yep. process thing that happens in you know split second. Well, it's not pseudoscience. It, yeah. it, there's a lot of a lot of research to indicate that we mm-hmm. make decisions with our animal brain, and then our cognitive yeah. brain justifies that decision. I like the description that we're just chimps with a supercharger strapped on our brain. Just chimps. That's it. We're just, just chimps, chimps running man. around. I know. I'm a chimp. So, <laughs> so uh, we did a, a good watch party on that a while back with the uh, the science of sex appeal, and that. It's on Discovery. Go watch it. It's about ten years old now. It's it's got some 2010 video uh, graphics going on, but oh, it's yeah. a good damn video. They cover a lot of the stuff that we're talking about from a scientific perspective of what drives attraction for men and for women. It's really interesting stuff. So we talked about Beta Game during this uh, this video on the podcast. Beta yep. Game is cash prizes and unlimited comfort, attention, and validation, which is just basically give her the best of you all the time unconditionally, and you'll never have to worry about anything. And the reality is, what, once she's got that from you, what what else does she need to, to provide to you? She doesn't need to invest yeah. anything. Where's the invest, need to reciprocate? She doesn't need to invest any effort. And I'm not talking about being transactional. I'm talking about being relational. Relational, mm-hmm. meaning you're just you're just going to get taken advantage of. She's just going to enjoy the benefits of being with you and you're not going to get any of your needs met in a relationship. And we've talked about this in the 100 series. Relationships should be roughly equal investment, if not slightly favoring the guy. If you're new to this stuff, it really does help. Uh, It kind of pads you for when you make mistakes. So if they're a little bit more invested than you are, that's kind of a good thing. But generally, yeah, it should be roughly equal. So if you're the one who's always investing by giving, 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 and then you find things are out of whack. Well, that's your own damn fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you've actually gone out there and, and had a lot of women chasing you, you'll realize that neediness is really annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and hey, guys that have had a little bit of success, and women that are texting them, calling them all the time, want to have a conversation about this, that, and the other thing, and hmm. it gets tedious. It gets tedious real fast. It yeah. gets to a point where you got to turn your phone off for a while. Well, then why weren't you talking to me? Why didn't you reply? Oh, I was busy. You find yourself, it's a pain in the ass at times. Joe's over here failing shit tests left and right. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's, I just turned the phone off. Uh, love it. All right. Let's next yeah, bullet point here. Yeah. What's yeah, that, James? James. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, my connection is it's hard to it's hard to get things in. Anyway, um, I remember earlier this year. <laughs> Early this year, January, I had a plate and uh, I was gone. So it was through. It was over December, really. And then I was gone on a vacation early January. And then when I got back, like I didn't like immediately make up plans to see her. And she was like texting me, like, "Why, you know?" And then I, and I, I was just busy. I it wasn't like that. I didn't want to meet her or anything. And when I was like, "Okay, we're having dinner tonight, in this place," and she was like, at first she said, okay, but then like later on, she was just like, she just cut it off. And it was mm. because, you know, I just wasn't investing enough to even keep that plate spinning. So because your covert communication was, uh, you're not all that important in my life. Look, plates right. spin was, themselves. Yeah. Period. It was too much of that. Like, yeah. Plates spin themselves. And she was not into being the very least important thing on your list. <laughs> I know it was not, it wasn't nice, but not a good yeah. look. Not a good look. 
But that's okay. Yeah, it's fun. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right. I want to go ahead and get back to these comments or these uh, bullet points really quick so we can jump into the comments before we head over to the after show. Oh, while we're here, I got 20 of you guys watching. The uh, after show will be over on Discord. The link is in the description. It is for our private community that we have set up for our fraternal organization. We have a public access side of the thing, of the uh, of our fraternity portal. And then if you want access to the private community, it uh, head on over to patreon.com slash the fraternity. Anywho. Uh, let's see, true unconditional love and commitment in a romantic partner. Again, this is a blue pill mindset. Yep. So the, the caveat here is no matter what. Like okay. true unconditional love, you know, is, is it possible? Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly possible. But it's not possible no matter the circumstances, no matter what. And here's why. If a woman decides to invest in it or commit to a guy, and invest kind of essentially the rest of her life in sharing her life with that guy. And he doesn't, if he's not the person that she signed up for to marry or to, to be within a relationship, if it's really evident, you know, that, that, that he's not the guy that she signed up for, it's going to be a bad time really quickly for all the reasons we talked about the light switch effect. And so there are conditions. The way to mitigate for that is really two things. Number one, be the best version of yourself as we talked about, because that's the guy she picked. And secondly, is the only thing keeping her around is the fear of loss. That's it. Yeah, and to be clear, if you want to be in a committed relationship or a marriage, you will need to do things that are on the beta scale. Uh, you will need to provide comfort. You will need reassurance. 100% um, alpha all the time, 100% dread. That's, you know, you'll have a lot of three-week relationships. Yeah, dread max is not yeah. sustainable for a marriage. Yeah, if you're if you're interested in an LTR, and we've talked about this before, you've got to have that healthy balance of both. Uh, you have to be super calibrated as to when to deploy each one of those things. Uh, yeah, and but here's the thing. Once you get experienced, it kind of just becomes natural behavior anyways. It's, you some, don't really have to think about it. For some more than others. That's some true. guys some guys don't get to that point. But um, but that's a, again another yeah. topic. You know, not I, I everybody know. gets yeah. to be an astronaut. Bingo. Yeah, like I'm really, really nice to OLTR in a lot of ways because she treats me really, really well. Uh, and that's just basic human behavior. Uh, you know, it's underpinned by the fact she knows I can go out and get other women, but that is that's been a function of everything since day one. She was the one who said, and I will drop my hose and I will wait around for you. That's how we started. But that, but that to be clear, that's that. a huge advantage. And when I, the reason I highlight that is a 50-50 relationship where you guys need each other equally is, a, there's a big difference between that and a 51-49% investment level. Meaning she's 51% invested, you're 49% invested. That's a big difference in terms of characterization of how that relationship works. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if you I don't even know if investment levels really matter as long as she knows that you have options. At, at any time you can she can be gone and you don't care. I think that that's a, such a huge a huge part of it. Yeah, that's why I say the only thing keeping her around is fear of loss. Yeah, and like you if, be, and, and you being the guy she signed up for in the first place. 
if, if she can leave you and your response is like, damn, that sucks. Oh, well, then you're in the right mindset. Like right. Patrice has a great bit. If, if no one's ever watched it, it's about 40 minutes long. It's called, if your girlfriend left, what would you miss? And that's a really important question to be asking yourself. Yep. Because chances are all of those things are very replaceable. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it, it's a good video. It's a good clip. I, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. I must have only been seeing a portion of it then. Those things are either replaceable or they didn't matter that much in the first place. All right, guys, we got, I think, three bullets left. We're already an hour, over, over an hour. Love, hate, orientation toward men. Whose bullet was this? This was mine. This is real simple. It's either... Um, in in the with the feminine imperative today, men are either doing the right things or the wrong things, and you're either toxic masculinity or you're helping the feminine imperative, and that's the beta game, right? Is uh, know, a lot think, of a lot of guys get trapped in this, like, oh well, let me let me you know swim with the the rest of the fish here, and maybe it'll work out for me sexually, and it's just it's just not how it works. <laughs> I'm thinking of the uh, the Rick and Morty picture with him holding up like how many times I've respected you, expecting <laughs> to get laid. Yeah, I mean that's look. That's really it. Is like you're not you're not going to uh, you're not going to find you're you're not going to find your way into a woman's pants by just uh, fawning all over her and yep. being and being super supportive and loving and only playing that game. It's not. It's just not going to work. Which dovetails um, nicely into the very next bullet. Sex is viewed as a reward to train men. So yeah, it's. I, yeah, that, I, I don't think guys see it as being a reward to be trained, though. That is I just, uh, so I disagree. This is a popular culture kind of trope, right? Where sex is viewed, as, and and maybe maybe it's just me kind of watching, you know, too much, you know, Home Improvement when I, in the nineties, you oh, know, as, okay. as a young man or whatnot. But it's when when you look at you know male female pairings in popular culture, essentially sex is viewed as women have all the control over it. And if men play nice, they're going to get it. I see. So yeah, they're falling into the frame of that content. Yeah, that's bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Which is that that's, that's not reality, which is yeah. there are men out there having sex, doing whatever they want all the time. goes back to, and a lot like, of guys don't know that. Yeah. It's attraction. Cannot be lust cannot be negotiated. Attraction cannot be negotiated. These things should be organic and if you're not getting to that point where like women are just jumping on you, mm -hmm. you're doing something wrong. You got some introspection to do and some self-evaluation. You got some work to put in. The, re the reason I point that out is young people today who are sitting behind their computers and haven't had a lot of exposure to guys that are out there dating multiple women. And they see this, you know, the, they see the glitch in the matrix of, wow, these guys are doing whatever they want and women are jumping all over them. They don't have examples like uh, of that in real life because they're not getting out and socializing. And so mm. this is not yeah. the norm. And th this is the reason I touch on this. Yeah, and consent doesn't yeah, you work the way. Oh, go ahead, Dave. No, sorry. That was my that, – that's my lag. Go ahead. Uh, consent is also – it doesn't work like everyone wants you to believe that it works, which is you, you asking for things and her saying yes affirmatively. That's actually a major attraction killer. The way that consent works is you go for it, and she'll let you know if she's okay with it or not. Yeah, it's as called implied men, versus explicit consent. Yeah, like as men, you have to go for it, and she'll let you know if she's down or not. 
you got also got to read this. You got to be able to read the room. I mean, of course, that's that's yeah. an advanced thing, and it's a critical part of the game is knowing when to make your move and seeing the right body language and getting the right nonverbal cues, yes. um, yeah. pushing and pulling things that we talk about in the sidebar. But you know, consent is not, hey, do you want to have sex? Like that's not how it works. Yeah, totally. I mean, sometimes a woman will only want something if you go for it hard enough. If that makes sense. Yeah. There are some women too who don't actually enjoy sex until after they've already started it. It's a it's a psychological issue with some women where that's just yeah, it's like a, a diesel thing. engine. Takes a little while to warm up. Kind of that's the medically that's the medical uh description it's right there. Yeah. Highly technical. It's the uh, it's the diesel engine syndrome. Diesel uh, engine. Not an electric. Yeah. Not yeah. An electric. It's but like dude, a, I, I've dated women where it's like, this is the thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And then like five minutes into it, like, holy shit, why didn't we start sooner? Yeah. I mean, you should always get a woman comfortable and ask her what her fantasy is. That's uh, a Vaz line. Um, and it's very important. I, I, I do that um, in, a, in a slightly different way, but it's something you should do. Emphasis on get her comfortable first, okay? You don't just blurt it out. What's your fantasy? When you when you got her into the place that I was talking about before, where she feels comfortable and not judged, yeah. and then you can ask that kind of thing. And getting her, sexualizing the conversation is critical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think this is the last bullet right here: is that women are objective, rational, and capable as men are. Uh, it goes back to the, the egalitarianism. It, these are blue pill mindsets. It doesn't work that way. Just generally speaking, it's yeah, we're not the same. You know, who was a uh, whose last bullet was this, or whose bullet was this last one? So I wrote this, and it's it's the polar opposite of the you know women you know feels versus reels, right? We do, we already talked this to death, but you know again, women filter everything through their ego and through their their own self image. There's cognitive dissonance around that, uh, and and their emotions play a big part. And that's not to say again written touched on this, but that's not to say that women are only driven by emotion and, and that that's wrong and that that's not the way the world should work. It's simply that women have a different criteria and that essentially, you know, makes them starkly different from men. And so a lot of, a lot of blue pill guys take this approach of, yeah, men and women where we can, we all have critical thinking skills and we all can think, uh, you know, about what's best for us and make these decisions about, you know, what we like and what we don't like. And they completely gloss over the fact that those decisions for women are made at a subconscious level in a lot of ways. Yeah. The way I would articulate it is generally speaking, since we are speaking in generalities, if a woman and a man do something individually and the result is really bad, you'll usually hear the woman tell a story about how bad the situation was or bad the other person is, or there's, there's some external force that created the bad situation. A man will typically do some introspection and say, oh, wow, that went really badly. Like, how can I make sure that doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. The, the goal as a man is you should, you should really be thinking in terms of what can I do to control this? How, how can I change to make that not happen again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because men are so results-based because they yeah, have so to be. Solutions-oriented brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think because we have to be where we're required to be. Yep. Well, I think that covers right. the, yeah, if the show notes. If you don't get results, you don't get SMV. Yeah. You don't get uh, anything, anything, really. The private chat here we want to talk about. Let's go I think we're ready for the comments, bro. I'm so excited. There's right, a so lot of comments today. Cockments yeah. in here. All right. This is a good one right here from Meek. 
Isn't alpha just shorthand for an individual with the most sexual options? Hmm. That's no. a good in short. In short, <laughs> yeah. In short answer, no. It's that collection <laughs> no? of traits that we discussed earlier. Mm. Okay. I don't think so. You can be alpha. I'd, I'd argue it's the self-actualized man who relies on himself to determine how he feels about things. Mm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Hit me with it. <laughs> Love it. No, it's it's good. It's it, it's a good definition. Uh, first of all, uh, don't appreciate the fact that you glossed over the I love you, Mike, comment, Joe. Thanks for that. I must have missed it. Oh, there <laughs> Wait, it is. There it is. Ironically. There you go. Love you too, bro. Oh, no, that's an ironic comment. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, <laughs> I totally – no, I totally agree. It probably is. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick also has another good comment. That's why skinny guys can be alpha. I really like this comment because a lot of people, especially on Reddit, forget that even the cabana boy can be an alpha, and all it takes is five minutes of alpha. That's it. You don't have to have, you know, you don't have to like work for 10 years and build this business and drive Lamborghinis around and have 14 Lamborghinis in your Lamborghini account. You, look, you can be a pool boy and just be tan and good looking and not give a flip about anybody else in the world. And you can actually go out and attract women. You can be an alpha. Yeah. And being yeah, skinny, glow, especially uh, about the situational alpha. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, yeah, situational. Absolutely. We've said this before. That's, uh, Alpha status, all of this is yeah. contextually sensitive. Guy gets up on stage, starts ripping on a guitar, and all of a sudden, guess what? Doesn't matter that he's the skinny guy, right? Doesn't matter that he's super pale and has no money. He's got a he's got a guitar, and everybody's looking at him. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Where's the next one at? Like Blake James is the next one. Uh, which one? Blake James says agreed. And then Bagley232 says the conditional love part was 100% on point, And it took some hard lessons to understand this. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Can I, let, let me get an F in the chat for every guy who thought unconditional love was a thing in a relationship. Or she was the one. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm sorry, guys. I Look, I wish yeah, it was different, we, but it's not. We learn these lessons the hard way. That's why we're passing the lessons along so you guys can learn from our mistakes mm -hmm. and hopefully replicate some of our success. Uh, Blake, let's see. Blake James has one. What's that? Blake James has one. I must have missed it. Which one? So women's intrinsic value is based off of other women's perspective of value, which is based off of the men they can attract, question mark. No. So the way it's that an, an attractive woman, even a four or a five, because she can reproduce and because she has a pussy, men just want it. She could be a piece of, she could be a waste of life and there'll be men who will still have sex with her, put up with her and commit to her. Yep. And she may not even be physically attractive. You look at some of these, you know what? I'm not even going to go into it. There are a lot of unattractive, physically unattractive women, but guys still throw themselves at them. Yeah, and it's the intrinsic value because they were born with it. They've, all, they've always had it. It exists just because they exist. Here's the proof. Yeah. If you've ever been in a, a social circle of women where one of them is the outcast and she's the social pariah and the, you know most of the women hate her, she's still got a boyfriend. Yeah. Right. 
she's still yeah. got a guy chasing after her. And and if yeah. if you've you know been around long enough to observe those social dynamics, then then you probably have an example of that. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to go up a little bit to one of Bagley's comments. When it comes to uh, women runoff feels not reals, it comes down to what my man Ryan Stone says, be attractive, don't be unattractive. I, I think that's kind of a misapplication of that maxim. Here's <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't mean it's completely off base. What I mean is the reason be attractive, don't be unattractive exists is because of what we talked about earlier, which is the theoretical maxim of the red pill is you know, sperm are plentiful, plentiful, and therefore, you know, pretty much, you know, not all that valuable. And eggs are scarce and therefore valuable. That's the sexual biological kind of element. Uh, the practical maxim there is be attractive, don't be unattractive, because eggs are scarce, because women can be selective, because men are plentiful, men have to be attractive. So be attractive. That's the way that that plays out. Uh, I don't think that that, that correlates in a direct way to what written was describing with the the self-image and how women are are dealing with that cognitive dissonance in the sexual marketplace other yeah. than other than maybe kind of how they how they broadcast that you know some dumb guys are going to get you know swooped whooped by the fact that they're broadcasting it the wrong way we just remember the feels not reals is uh seen through the the lens of the ego yes in a that's, huge that's a way big big piece of that uh, where else are we missing here? So women's intrinsic value. Nope. I'm going to do that one. As far as politics, we can talk about it over on the, uh, on the after show. If you guys want, uh, we will move it over to another server. Mm -hmm. Come on over to the after show. We will have a talk. We'll go from there. All right. We do. We do have politics on the discord. It's you know oh, yeah. just, just, uh, dedicated to a specific channel. So <sighs> jump in. There's, there's like-minded guys, regardless oh. of whatever your political beliefs are, unless you're, mm. unless your political beliefs are just, Mussolini did nothing wrong. Then there's it's probably not a lot of probably not a lot of guys jumping yeah. on that. But uh, but yeah, just come jump in the Discord. There's always actually uh, there's always very good discussion. Um, mm -hmm. Can we jump into uh, Meek's comment about or sorry, uh, JG, JVGF is some people here are even willing to volunteer for him in a civil war, and I assume him means whoever. Uh, our country improved a lot with the arrival of Bolsonaro, and without Trump, it would be difficult. I mean, this kind of goes back to what we said about, you know, men are voluntarily disposable. Mm. When they're volunteering, not necessarily all the time. I saw that uh, in the military. A lot of other countries don't have that luxury. So. Yeah. Well, we also are likely to pick up a flag because of our belief in character and integrity and values. Why they're they're a lot more important to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we value them amongst ourselves. We do. Oh, man, that's a whole other subject right there and how men and women vote. And it goes back to what you just said there a second ago, uh, written. Big difference from a from a wide-spectrum perspective. Anyways, we can get into that later. Yeah, so Meek has a great mm -hmm. comment here. I think part of why women don't care about the character of their men is because they look at them like a purse, something to show off flex with. You guys mm -hmm. spoke to this. Does anybody want to pick this one up? Well, this is the status object thing. Yeah. Ultimately, if you think about the way men talk about women amongst men, it's like, yo, she's hot. Did you fuck her? Yeah, nice. You know, <laughs> women know intricate details about your job and your life and who you are as a person. Like the, the way that they talk about men is, is so much, so much more focused on the things you are and, and not so much on who you are. 
they they compete in a way that's different from the way men compete. When guys, like if if one of your buddies brings over a really hot new girlfriend, guys are usually going to say, "Man, I wish I could meet a girl like her." When women do it and they bring this really new boyfriend over and he's like really attractive to all the women, they're going to be in their minds, "He's going to be mine someday." Yeah. How There's do I get difference in how they approach this? It's a, it's not necessarily. Sometimes it's how do I get one like him, but sometimes yeah. it's how do I get him. Exactly. That's my. I think yeah. mostly how do I get one like him? They'll look at that and then they'll compare it to yeah. whoever their set of options or boyfriend is, and then denigrate the boyfriend based on the superiority of the perceived superiority of the new guy. Yeah, and or they're validating, that, right? Because that's the Archwinger's uh, quote right there. Well, the alternative is like yeah. if their guy's better than this ding dong that you know Carol brought around, is they're validated like their guy's better. Mm-hmm. Right and good on you. So make sure your girl's hanging out with just losers. I guess is the story. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't just happen when you, when you or she changes. Sometimes yeah, I'm something I'm innocuous kidding. about her circumstances can change yeah. without any fault of yours. <laughs> that circumstances being that maybe she met one of her girlfriend's new boyfriends or the husband, and he outclasses you. So now like you're just mm-hmm. you may have been the best thing since sliced bread last week. Now your dog shit to her. Because one of her friends has somebody better than you are in her in her mind, it's it's screwy how that works, man. But it does. Social comparison and competition for lifestyle is the female national sport. Like mm-hmm. men don't give a fuck where you've traveled, but that's all the food and shit that's on their Instagram. That's for other women. Yeah, it's it's that competition for perceived lifestyle. It's the same yeah. thing with all these celebrity magazines and the checkout counter. I it ain't guys nice buying those. I yeah. appreciate a nice Wagyu steak that I can go fly out to the West Coast and get, but that's for me. I don't post that on my Instagram. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the competition for lifestyle and interfering in relationships, like having yep. an opinion about relationships, yeah, that's that's why gossip magazines exist. This is why reality exactly. TV exists. That's a good point. This is why uh, social media exists. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. What's some good questions here? Because um, guys well, back in the day could go to the coffee shop and have intellectual discussions. They didn't need Twitter to do it. Well, let me expand on this a little more because what, what a lot of guys on STRP ask about is like, who's Chad? Like, what's Chad? You know, he's, he's playing the guitar alpha. What they're trying to do is get clued into what women want, but in the context of things. And that's a core mistake a lot of young dudes make. They think that if they can have or become something, then it, it'll be fine with girls. No more effort, no game required. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shopping for code. trends, shopping for trends is, is not a winning proposition. Yeah. Uh, next comment right here. Samantha, mm-hmm. Samarth Luthra. How early did you guys start with TRP? Um, I guess I was one of the OGs that kind of helped found this whole damn thing. <laughs> We're talking like 07, 08, 09. Yeah, it's kind of where, yeah, I got it. Not necessarily in this community, but what I was doing evolved into this. That's kind of how I got linked up with some of these guys back in the day. I think um, Red Bull Reddit started in 15. No, it was really, I no, think way before that. I think not way before, but a couple of years. Yeah, the subreddit started in 2012, but we've been talking about this stuff online and in personal and doing classes and all of this shit since 07, 08, 09. And a lot of the foundational stuff we, uh, we've we come up with and we've talked about in this community, me and my old wings were A-B testing this shit back in 98, 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's this is old school. Just go out, have fun, party, meet girls. And then it evolved 
over time as we started comparing notes online. Yeah, I'm I'm the new guy on the block. I've only been doing this for a couple of years now. Yeah, I think I looked at it in like 14 or 15 and didn't think much of it. Um, and then two years ago, I, I had been counting. I had some like several hundred upvoted posts. I had one that reached like a thousand. But then I never really like took it seriously as a community contributing member until about like two, two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Cool beans. Uh, how about you, James? Uh, I just, I can't remember. I can't remember what, what I read to get me to the red pill, but I've been around since I started reading it in about 2014. Okay. So That's we got this one. thing about uh, Mike is Mike's Mussolini. Mussolini Mike. <laughs> Mussolini Mike. But now we got the That's a meme. That was a written creation. Come yes. over to the discord written, put together a meme. That <laughs> we were joking about Mike's modding a little too hard. <laughs> Someone, Mike. someone was like, uh-oh, Patch is Mike, so I photoshopped a pic that oh, famous man. picture of Mussolini with the Hitler salute. <laughs> I, I took the, the angry picture of Mike and then made it translucent over top of it. We'll post oh, it. Mike, that goes Mike goes hard with the modding. Mike goes hard with the modding. I cracked. I about fell oh, out of my damn chair when I first saw that, man. Oh, oh. Uh, let's see. Going back to the questions here. I've noticed other channels questions. have started commentary on videos where women give advice and general female behavior. Would you guys consider that avenue interested in what you think? Yeah, what? absolutely <laughs> listen to what they say. You should well, totally listen say, to what we, women are saying. I wouldn't on. mind critiquing what they're saying, um, but – yeah, don't. We've already talked about this. You can't take what they say at face value. I would say yes, but only in context of this is content for women. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yep. that's that, that was what you did. You did content for women with red pill women. Yes, that's exactly the difference. Is if you're a guy, that content's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> here's yeah. here's another question. Little. Well, there's entertainment value from this, and you might be able to glean some if they're giving bad advice. And we're critiquing it and uh, correcting them, calling out the bullshit. Then they're going to find value from that from that perspective. I would. Think. Yeah, yeah. But the problem yeah. is, you got to you got to wade through nine, literally ninety percent of stuff that's not relevant to you to get to the ten percent that might be valuable. <sighs> that's yeah, the trouble. A lot of work, honestly. And and it's not that it, I'm not saying that there's nothing there. I'm just saying like that's mm -hmm. a lot. To, that's a lot. I, if this I was a full time so. job, I'm sure I wouldn't mind doing it once in a while. Maybe that's a a, a bit we would do. But better you than me, Joe. I got a full-time job. I'm already busy. So right. Little Pimp has a good question. Indeed. <laughs> can, can a man still be alpha without some of these values if he has a strong frame slash certainty? That's a good question. So if he's not aware of these principles, can he still be an alpha? Meaning, can he still be a successful guy with the relationship that he wants? Well, being aware yeah. of it is immaterial. Yeah. And that's what, that's I'm where questioning why he put a exists. slash certainty because it almost makes it as, as if frame and certainty are one and the same. So, so I mean, the quote right here is just giving that alpha is a monolith. There's no alpha. It's just right. alpha is an adjective, not a noun. Yep. So are there naturals who do a lot of this stuff and end up in certainly okay places? Absolutely, of course. You don't need to read this to become a sexually successful man. Um, we just define it in a particular way. And I think if you picked someone's brain about these subjects without using the terms who is sexually successful, they will agree with all of them. Yep. Are there any other final questions, comments, concerns? Otherwise, I think we have uh, 
ran out of content for tonight, we will then head over to the Discord. Again, the link is in the description. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, jackhammer the like button. Smash yeah. the subscribe button. Uh, or else you will have roundhouse five years. I'll roundhouse that uh, notification bell. I don't think James has been here when we have the new outro. So yeah, uh, for our team, we'll stay on here for just a second. Everybody else, we will see you guys over on Discord in just a few minutes. Peace. Woo, that was... Our regular listeners are familiar with how important status is for a man's sexual market value. One way you can improve your status is by building wealth and financial independence. And a great way to begin down that path is by investing in the stock market. It's never been a better time for a retail investor with the advent of fractional shares and no brokerage fees for trades. Don't leave money on the table and use one of the several referral links in the description below. We both get bonuses through either free cash or stock, and that's money in your pocket and helps keep the channel going.